message is from Family Worship Center. This message will not only build your life, but will make you experience the transforming love of God. Open up your heart and be blessed. Hallelujah. Did you come with your Bibles this morning? I believe church is going to be sweet. Look at your Bible again and appreciate God for your Bible. How many times did you read it this week? Don't lie. Don't lie. Tell yourself I will continue. When I feel like, when I don't feel like, I will open my Bible and I will read it. Even if it means reading one verse, hundred times before it sinks, I will read it. Say, this is my life. I will not let it go. I will keep it before my eyes. Give God praise. Give God praise. Give God praise. Give God praise. Hallelujah. We welcome our first-time visitors. We want to appreciate you for choosing our church to come. We prayed for you, and your life will never be the same again. In Jesus' name. Genesis 39. I'll be reading from verse 1 to 12, then I'll jump to 21, a bit of a lengthy reading, but you will allow me, and then I'll jump to chapter 41, and then I'll read 39 to 44, still a bit of a lengthy reading. Something interesting happened to me this week. Uh, as I began to think of what to preach when the senior pastor told us to continue, uh, because we are continuing, as I began to think of what to preach, suddenly an idea dropped and then it became crystallized. I said, okay, I will teach on the enemies of progress. And the moment I said I'll teach on the enemies of progress, one of my siblings, now the pastors, we call ourselves siblings. So one of the pastors was with me. He said, pastor preached something like that many years ago. I said, eh, okay, where? And then we began to look for it. So we found it in the midst of the lifestyles of the rich and the anointed. Many years ago lifestyles of the rich and the anointed. So I went and dug it out, and I listened. Oh, boy, such a refreshing. I was energized. The power, the accuracy, and then the humor. It was something else. So I came refreshed this morning, so I stole the whole note and added it to my notes <laughs> and brought it. You know, God has a way of making life easy for us. And so this morning, I'll be teaching on the subject we are making progress. Deal with your enemies of progress. Deal with your enemies of progress. Deal with your enemies of progress. Somebody say, I will deal with every enemy of my progress. So my objective this morning is to help us identify the enemies of our progress. And then we live here and deal with them accordingly. Uh, Pastor Monica read the scripture for us just a while ago from Psalm. And it says, enemies are supposed to be pursued until they are destroyed. You don't pursue them and leave them. You know, one of my favorite people in those days are the mafiosos, the mafias. Especially the ones from Sicily. You understand. Uh, the ones from the root of the Godfather. When you have an enemy, you don't let any of their relations leave. Uh, because even their small children who saw you, they will keep it. And when they grow up, wherever they are, they will come back to you. So when you discover an enemy, you kill them until they are completely, completely.
completely wiped out. This morning, we will receive grace to identify our personal enemies of progress and by the grace of God, delete all of them from our lives. In Jesus' name. Genesis 39 verse 1. I read, Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him down there. The Lord was with Joseph, and he was a successful man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. It doesn't matter where you are this morning. You may be a slave, you may be a servant. As long as the Lord is with you, you are a successful person. Success is not the amount in your bank account. It's not the clothes that you wear. It is who is with you. If the Lord is with you, if you are born again, you are already a success going somewhere to manifest. If you believe that, say amen. amen. The Lord was with Joseph and he was a successful man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him. I pray that people will see that the Lord is with you. I pray that we will not just go out and harass people to become born again. But just before we open our mouth that they will see that the Lord is with us. And that the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand. All he did to prosper in his hand. Underline all he did. So he was doing many things. All he did to prosper in his hand. So Joseph found favor in his sight and served him. All he did served him. Then he made him overseer of his house. And all that he had, he put under his authority. So it was from the time that he had made him overseer of his house, and all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. The Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. If you are here and you are born again, and you are a member of Family Worship Center, every organization where you work should be blessed because you are there. They should notice that something good has started happening because you came in. And therefore, when they are making a short list for people to let go, you shouldn't be among because they know that you are a blessing to them. Somebody say, I am a blessing. And the blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in the house and in the field. Glory to God. Thus he left all that he had in Joseph's hand, and he did not know what he had except for the bread which he ate. Jesus. Now Joseph was a handsome, was handsome in form and appearance. Joseph was handsome in form and appearance. Underline that if you are a man. And it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast a longing eyes on Joseph. And she said, lie with me. But he refused and said to his master's wife, look, my master does not know what is with me in the house. And he has committed all that he has to my hand. There is no one greater in this house than I. Nor has he kept back anything from me but you, because you are his wife. How can, how then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? And so it was as she spoke to Joseph day by day that he did not heed her 
to lie with her or to be with her. Somebody will think that after that kind of strong answer, the woman will let go. But she continued day by day. The enemy will not stop. The enemy will keep bombarding until righteous will is weakened. The enemy will never stop. He keeps bombarding day and night. But let's be like Joseph. The same day and night, keep refusing. Keep refusing. So it was, as she spoke to Joseph day by day, that he did not heed her to lie with her or to be with her. But it happened about this time when Joseph went into the house to do his work and none of the men of the house was inside that she caught him by his garment saying, lie with me. But he left his garment in her hand and fled and ran outside. Verse 21. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy. And he gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners who were in the prison. Whatever they did there, it was his doing. The keeper of the prison did not look into anything that was under Joseph's authority. Because the Lord was with him. And whatever he did, the Lord made it to prosper. Genesis 41, 39. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, inasmuch as God has shown you all this, there is no one as discerning and wise as you. You shall be over my house and all my people shall be ruled according to your word. Only in regard to the throne will I be greater than you. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, See, I have set you over all the land of Egypt, from my house to over all the land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh took his signal ring off his hand and put it on Joseph's hand, and he clothed him in garments of fine linen and put a gold chain around his neck. And he had him ride in the second chariot, which he had, and they cried out before him, bow the knee. So he set him over all the land of Egypt. Pharaoh also said to Joseph, I am Pharaoh. And without your consent, no man may lift his hand or foot in all the land of Egypt. God bless the reading of his words. In Proverbs 4.18, the message translation says, The ways of right-living people glow with light. The ways of right-living people glow with light. The longer they live, the brighter they shine. The longer they live, the brighter they shine. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask, oh Lord, that this morning you saturate our hearts with the spirit of your word. Let it be life to us. We bind the forces of destruction. We declare that our ears are open, unclogged, our hearts simple and ready to receive your word. We declare that we'll be doers of this word and our lives will never be the same again. In Jesus' name. In Job, 8 chapter, in Job chapter 8 verse 7, uh, you know Job had three good friends who, are, who think they believe they were philosophers and wise. One of them, Bildad, came to Job and said, if you will make amends with God, even though what he was saying was out of place, but by revelation he says something. He says, even though your beginning is small, your later end 
should increase abundantly. Progress is part of the package of salvation. The day Jesus came into your life, the spirit of progress came into you. And from that day, you are supposed to move from grace to grace and from glory to glory. Progress is our inheritance in Christ. If you are born again, a child of God, because God is a progressive God, you also are supposed to make progress. However, we have discovered that progress has many enemies. Progress has many enemies. So if you are born again and you are not seeing progress in your life, your spiritual life and your physical life, all, if you are not seeing progress, then you need to check out with a magnifying glass and look which of the enemies is distracting me or keeping me retrogressive. Do you understand that? And by the grace of God this morning, it will be a general throwout, but I pray that by revelation, you will know the one that is keeping you where you are privately and then live here and deal with it. Progress has enemies. Number one, lack of vision. Lack of vision. I say that if Christ comes into you, you have been empowered to make progress. But if you lack vision, you will not progress. You will not progress. Simply put, to make it very simple, a vision is a picture of your future that energizes you. A picture of your future that energizes you. Where do you see yourself by December? Where do you see yourself by January? Where do you see yourself 2022? If you are not seeing anything, no matter the anointing upon your life, you cannot make progress. You cannot. You cannot. In the kingdom where we dwell, it is what you see that determines what God will perform. What you see determines what God will perform. In Jeremiah 1.11, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah saying, what do you see? What do you see? And Jeremiah answered and said, I see a branch of an almond tree. What was the response? Verse 12, then the Lord said to Jeremiah, you have seen well, for I am ready to perform my word. That which you have seen, I am ready to perform it. What are you seeing? Ask your neighbor, what are you seeing? Do you see yourself married? Do you see yourself having children? Do you see yourself employed or creating employment? Do you see yourself in that office? Do you see yourself preaching? Do you see yourself healing? Do you see yourself giving money instead of begging for money? What do you see? What do you see? What do you see? It has been a constant principle in our kingdom. If you can't see it, what your eyes cannot see, your hand cannot behold. Or what your, hand, what your eyes cannot see, your hands cannot take hold of. You must see. You must see. You must see. Say, I will see. In Genesis 13, 14, the Bible says, after Lot has separated from Abraham, the Lord said, lift up your eyes now and look from where you are. Look from where you are. From where you are is where you are today. Where are you spiritually? 
Where are you financially? Where are you physically? You must tell yourself the truth. Where are you right now? Then look from where you are and see pictures. Whatever you are able to see, God will perform it. But you have to see it. Nobody can see it for you. You have to see it. We are using the background of Family Worship Center as our background for progress. You remember from the first day. And we said for 28 years, we were six branches. And boom, boom. In three months, 46 branches. Somebody who doesn't know us will say it's overnight success. Fa, 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 foul. There is nothing like overnight success in the world. For 28 years, we have been consistent. And we have continued and continued and continued and continued. And when the cloud became full, the rain began to fall. But do you want to know the secret? We saw. We even wrote them down. We were in a meeting and Pastor Bolamesa revealed to us something that we forgot. And it was written in our planning note many years ago. We had short-term plan for church growth, medium-term plan for church growth, long-term plan for church growth. It was written in that document. By 2015, let us plant three other churches, Duse, Barimpa, and Apo, so we become nine. Medium-term, in three years, 2017, let's have 18 churches. Long-term, in five years, let's have 50 churches. In 10 years, let's have churches all over the states of Nigeria and begin to buy land to build the churches. It was written. It was written. We saw. We wrote. What are you seeing? What are you writing? Write the vision down. Make it plain. The Joseph, that is our classic example for this sermon, saw and documented it in his heart. The Bible says Joseph dreamed. He caught a vision. It was not enough. The Bible says, and he dreamed again. Faith comes by hearing and hearing. Joseph dreamed, caught a vision, and then caught the vision again, refined the vision, and began to walk for the vision, even though there were pitfalls here and there. But because there was a vision, nothing could stop him. I want you to know that if you catch a vision this morning, nothing will be able to stop you. I can't guarantee that you won't fall into pits. Definitely you'll fall into pits. Men will hate you. There will be betrayals. But if you keep the vision before your eyes, write it down, make it plain, even though it tarries, it will come to pass. Enemy of our progress is vision. Catch a vision. And if you already have a vision, make it plain today. Make it plain today. Somebody shout hallelujah. Enemy number two, sin. 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 We are in a generation now that sin has been watered down. Sin has been watered down. The line between sin and righteousness has become very blurred. It has thinned out. It has thinned out. The line has become very, very blurred. So we agree to do certain things now. Instead of calling them sin, we give it another name. But no, no, 
can't be sleeping with somebody and say it's an affair. No, it's adultery and fornication. Call it the name that God gave you so that you can deal with it. It's not an affair. You are not in the ministry of affairs or foreign affairs. You are a child of God. You cannot be in any affair. I'm trying to add humor now because I listen to pastor again. Sin is sin. And God will never lower his standards for sin. Never. Never. Sin is sin. And God will never lower his standard for sin. Look at Joseph. Classic example of progress from slave to master of slaves to prison. Pitfall. Came out of the prison. Became prime minister. Somebody shout progress. A child of God is like inflated balloon. Have you seen an inflated balloon before? Take it to a water tank. Put the balloon inside the water. Press it under. Take your hands. The balloon will come up. If you are filled with the Holy Spirit, nothing can keep you down. Nothing can keep you down. You will always rise back up. Somebody shout amen. amen. But however, sin, this morning, let us search our hearts. Don't give them names. Pornography is sin. Adultery is sin. Fornication is sin. Stealing is sin. Cheating is sin. Then there are other kinds of sin. The Bible says if you know what is good to do and you purposely refuse to do them, it is also called sin. Scripture says if I regard iniquity in my heart, in my heart, in my heart. Look at how Proverbs 28, 13 puts it in the Good News Translation. You will never succeed in life if you try to hide your sins. Confess them and give them up. Then God will show mercy to you. Some of us have become powerful and sophisticated. You can commit sin, pay people to help you hide it, or you hide it yourself. We're trying to discuss a brother who is refusing to be straight yesterday, and I heard that he has an app that he uses to gist, immoral gist with women. The app is designed in such a way that the moment you finish talking, the things disappeared. So technology is helping us to sin. Power is helping us to sin. But sin is sin. There was nobody in that house. I told you to underline, Joseph was a well-built, handsome man with all the hormonal energies that a man needs. I want you to know that Potiwa's wife was not an average beauty. These are women who were picked by choice, and they go to beauty parlors often. This is a handsome, strong man. This is a beautiful, rich woman with influence that can turn this boy into a rich boy overnight. But the boy says, I deny my flesh. I will not do this great wickedness against God. Against God. I want you to know that it was possible for him to be sleeping with that woman and even plan trips abroad and nobody will know. But the old psalmist sang the song we used to sing in our local church. You cannot hide it from God. You may cover your sins so that no one may know. But you cannot hide it from God. There's no small sin. There is no big sin. 
All sin does is to rob us of our inheritance. Your sin is not wounding God. Your sin is wounding you. Your sin is denying you access to what God has already prepared for you with your name on it. It's not God that is losing. No, God is not losing. We are the one who lose if we continue in sin. I cannot do this great wickedness and sin against God. Somebody say, I will not sin again. In our kingdom, in our kingdom, a sure banker to progress and prosperity is hate iniquity, love righteousness. Concerning Jesus, he said, he hated iniquity and he loved righteousness. Therefore God, not man, anointed him and poured oil of gladness upon him and placed him above his fellow. Hating iniquity, loving righteousness is guarantee for progress. So sin is a known enemy of progress. But what the enemy is doing is to make it look like it's not a big serious stuff and keep you there and keep you in the same place. Say, I won't. The law of hating sin and loving righteousness, Psalm 1, 1 to 3. Do not sit with sinners. Do not stand with the wicked. Do not be with the scoffers. But delight. And then he says, whatever. Whatever. There is no law guaranteeing success like that place. Whatever. What is whatever? What is whatever? If you are a politician, you will succeed. If you are a doctor, you will succeed. If you are a lawyer, you will succeed. If you are a pastor, you will succeed. If you sell pure water, you will succeed. If you decide to sell manure, you will succeed. Whatever is whatever. But what is the secret code? Stay away from sinners. Stay away from scoffers. Who are scoffers? Those who make the things of God look like it's not that serious. Sin is an enemy of progress. Number three, laziness. 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 Laziness is an enemy of progress. Spiritual laziness, physical laziness, mental laziness, emotional laziness, all of them combined together are enemies of progress. Actually, Pastor Ina said that poverty and laziness are Siamese twins. They, they came together. They were born together. You see those twins, very identical. Then they are joined together. Either at the hip or at the navel. Uh -huh. Poverty and laziness. That is how they were born. They can deceive you and be sitting in a different place and you think they are separated. Now lie. They are together. If you engage one, you have collected the other one. But can I tell you the truth? Christians think that when you claim it and name it, then it becomes yours. That is a big, fat lie. And Jesus replied them, my father is always walking and I am walking. And he took the man and put him in the garden to walk it and to take care of it. Every man has been given a garden. It is now your responsibility to walk it and take care of your garden. You have a garden. You have a garden. 
You have a garden, but it is your responsibility to walk the garden and tend it. That means no room for laziness. No room for laziness. Proverbs 24, 30. I went by the field of a lazy man and by the vineyard of the man devoid of understanding. And there it was all overgrown with thorns. Each surface was covered with nettles. Each stone wall was broken down. When I saw it, I considered it well. I looked on it and received instruction. I looked on it and received instruction. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hand, let me rest. And so shall your poverty come like a prowler and your need like an armed man. This place, what this place is saying is that poverty will come upon you like armed robbers. When armed robbers come to your house and you see them, what do you do? So when this poverty as a result of laziness comes, you'll have nothing to do but to kneel down and just surrender. Laziness. I have discovered that Christians are lazy. Name it, claim it. If God said it, it is so. It is not so. Every prophecy must be fought for. See, I have given you I have given, in fact, not I have given you, Pastor Yat. I have given into your hand. <laughs> and I say, begin to contend. Some translations say, arise, set out now, and begin to contend. It has been given to you. But there's a devil who will not sit down. You come and take it like that. Laziness is an enemy of progress. Let me also tell you something. Because our God is a just God, he's a God of justice, he does favor I'm not saying he doesn't do favor, but no matter how born again you are, if you are side by side with a devil who doesn't know anything about God and you are lazy and he or she is diligent, God will push the blessing to the person because his justice will not allow him to rob the person of their rightful reward and give it to you just because you are his son. No, suffer here. Meet me in heaven. <laughs> Laziness. I saw Thessalonians 3 from verse 6 in the Living Bible. Listen, in the Living Bible. Go and look for it in the Living Bible. Now, here is a command, dear brothers, given in the name of of our Lord Jesus Christ by his authority. Stay away from any Christian who spends his days in laziness and does not follow the ideal of hard work we set up for you. For you well know that you ought to follow our example. You never saw us loafing. We never accepted food from anyone without buying it. We worked hard day and night for the money we needed to live on in order that we will not be a burden to any of you. It wasn't that we didn't have the right to ask you to feed us, but we wanted to show you firsthand how you should work for your living. Even while we were still there with you, we gave you this rule. He who does not work shall not eat. So he gave all these strong instructions, Pastor. And you think the people will change. <laughs> but look at what followed. Verse 11. Yet we hear. <laughs> Yet we hear. And every year we have come here and talked about laziness. 
But we come back another year and say, why? They hear it and they leave here and sit down before TV and watch Telemundo for five hours. Stay on Facebook for five hours. Insult pastor for saying, don't watch Big Brother and watch it again so that you can paint pastor for five hours. Will it paint pastor? Will it paint pastor? How will it paint pastor? It's for your good. If you take the five hours and you put it into your business, since you don't want to read the Bible. So I'm not compelling you to read the Bible. Put the five hours and study the rudiments of your business, of your own business, of your business. You are a doctor. You are still giving people drugs that they left 20 years ago. If you take the five years and put it there, your hospital, you will not be able to take care of the number of people that will come. You are a mechanic. Up till today, you are looking for where plugs are. Take the five hours and put it in your business. You are a teacher. The notebooks you took from the university is what you are still carrying around. Laziness. People have moved. So we said year in and year out, and and then after church, hey, bros, the Lord is the Lord is so good. The Lord is so good. It's just that the person who brought me to church, you know. Behind every listener. He said, yet we hear that some of you are living in laziness, refusing to walk, and wasting your time in gossiping. Verse 12. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we appeal. You are adult now. We can't beat you. So we appeal <laughs> to such people. Listen carefully. Listen carefully. He said, We appeal. Then he did this situation. He said, We command them <laughs> to quiet down, get to work, and earn their own living. And to the rest of you, I said, Dear brothers, never be tired of doing right. If anyone refuses to obey what we say in this letter, notice who he is and stay away from him. Listen carefully, listen carefully while you are staying away, that he may be ashamed of himself. Listen, don't think of him as an enemy, but speak to him as you would to a brother who needs to be warned. May the Lord of peace himself give you his peace, no matter what happens. The Lord be with you. Laziness. <laughs> okay, I already know that there's no way I'll finish. There are 14. This is number three. So, don't be lazy. <laughs> don't be lazy. Don't be lazy. Pastor, let me keep them for another day. Uh, let me keep them for another day. Come to prayer meeting. We'll continue somewhere. Don't be lazy. Don't be lazy. God is a just God. People who pay the price of diligence, he must honor them. It doesn't matter whether they are saved or not saved. Or not saved. He's a principled God. He will check whether you are faithful to his principles or not. Laziness is not for kingdom children. 
laziness is anti-God. Anti-prosperity is anti-progress. I pray that every form of laziness, that you will identify them and cast them away. If you are good at giving excuses, that is laziness. The Bible says the lazy man said there is a lion out there. Let me just stay in the house here. Because these lions, the way they behave these days. Did you hear the one that chopped somebody in Ibadan? That's, that's the lazy man. <laughs> Plenty excuses. Plenty excuses. It's a manifestation of laziness. Oh boy, I think we should stop here. Let's stand on our feet. Let's stand on our feet. We will continue when God gives us another opportunity. Enemies of progress, lack of vision. What are you seeing? This church saw, wrote it down, and we worked hard. Oh, there are times we have bet pastor to go and rest. You can see that she's breaking down. She will say she will not rest. You see all of us, you are seeing 46 churches. <laughs> Eyes are red. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Even when you are sleeping, something is going on. The moment your eyes open, you know exactly something. This should be like 1, 2 a.m. It's work. When you go on internet and you check our planning group, you see that this person is not sleeping. This person, what are they doing? It's work. It's work. My father has been working. I am also Walking. Law first mentioned, he took the man, put him in the garden to walk it and to take care of it. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. Is it vision that you need to catch or you cut it, it's blood. You need to go and sharpen the vision. Is it sin? Only you can tell yourself that one. Any deception that somebody has given to you or you've given to yourself that this one is not a serious sin, Every sin is serious. Every sin is serious. If you want to be blessed by God and make progress, you must give up the sin, turn around, and receive mercy. Is it laziness? Any type of laziness is an enemy of progress. It's an enemy of progress. It's an enemy of progress. It's an enemy of progress. Father, adventure, there is any form of sin I am entertaining. Make it, reveal it to me. Cause it to be bold before my eyes. Cause it to be bold before my eyes. Cause it to be bold before my eyes. And I receive the grace to denounce it, to give it up, and to follow you, and to follow you. For if I continue to cover my sin, this progress will not be a reality for me. Every form of laziness, excuses, just procrastinating, another manifestation of laziness, procrastinating, shifting dates and shifting time. I will do it later. I will do it later. Father, in the name of Jesus, I receive great grace. I receive great grace. I receive great grace that I will be like Father God and I will be like Jesus. I will do things at the right time and do them well. Do them well. And Boko Shadabadashte. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, begin to declare that you will make progress in your spiritual life and in your physical life. I will make progress. 
and my progress will be evident to all. My progress will be evident to all. My progress will be evident to all. My progress will not be a hidden progress. It will be evident to all. It will be evident to all. In Jesus' name. Yesterday, a living faith pastor called me from somewhere in New York. He said, man of God, what has come over Family Worship Center? This progress is unbelievable. What has come over you? I say it's the grace. I didn't tell him about the work part. I say it's the grace. But because he's from living faith, I know he understands that there is work. Why are they seeing it in Uyo? Because it is evident. Any progress that you are the only one that knows you are progressing is not a progress. <laughs> Scripture says that progress should be seen. Should be seen. It should be evident for all to see. Let's sit down and close our eyes and bow our heads. Thank you for listening to this message. You will be blessed when you do the things that you have heard. You can make a brand new start in life by becoming a child of God. It's as easy as believing in your heart as you say the following prayer. Jesus, I thank you for dying for me. Jesus, come into my heart today and be my Lord and Savior. I declare right now that I am born again. In Jesus' name, Amen. Congratulations if you just said that prayer. It is important that you join a Bible-believing church immediately so that you grow in knowing Christ. We would love to have you visit our church in Abuja, Nigeria. For more information about this ministry, you can visit our website at www.fwcabuja.org. God bless you. Family Worship Center. We care.